Good evening, everyone. Today, I, Rapneet Kaur, Rachel, Natalie, Anthony, Kathleen, and Shanze are making this podcast on the importance of building strong and respectful relationship or partnership with families that value their diversity. Before we begin our podcast, I would like to tell you that what is family? Well, according to Ward and Belger 2014, definition of family changes according to time and place. It is influenced by who is defining it and for what purpose it is being defined. But according to me, the my family is everything. As in the family, parents and children support each other and achieve their goals collectively. But according to Wenner Institute of Family, the functional definition of family is what family do, not what family like. So with this, I would like to hand over to Natalie. She's going to discuss about educators being cultural aware about families in regards to creating inclusive environment. Hi, thank you for the introduction, Japni. Yeah, I think right off the bat, it's important that families um, should be culturally aware and sensitive to the families and the children in the environment because it basically becomes a starting point in welcoming the family and all families in an inclusive environment. And the kindergarten document talks a lot about this and a lot of our Ontario ministry documents do. And they suggest that educators and administrators can really nurture family and community involvement by quote, involving and maintaining a warm, friendly and welcoming atmosphere. One in which the customs, languages and teachings of the culture of the people within the school community are respected and reflected, end quote. So it seems like a simple thing. It seems simple enough to say, we're gonna create and maintain a warm environment. But what I'm suggesting and what the kindergarten document suggests is that a good way to start creating this um, inclusive environment to build relationships with families is to be culturally aware in different ways through um, learning some words and phrases from other languages, asking families to share things about their culture and home life, um, different recipes they like, um, basically just pieces. Note, I'm gonna ask Rachel to expand on some more of the. Okay, thank you, Natalie. So I think that families and educators, they should uh, collaborate to create uh, an inclusive uh, environment for children. And because uh, they, uh, like each of them have a unique uh, knowledge about a child. So for example, a parent or caregiver, they can share the child feels things and how they learn, uh, like uh, how they, the, their worldview or how they learn uh, outside of the formal uh, learning environment, while uh, an educator can offer the insight about how a child learns and behaves in group situations and um, I think strong relationships between um, 
educators and families can strengthen a child's emotional health, and they saw that they show that children can trust the adults in their lives because uh, you know, like adults are the role model for children, and when children observe how they behave, it could encourage children to behave like in the same way, and they can get more positive energy. Yeah, and yeah, and do you want to add anything else? Yeah, I totally um, agree with your point. Go on, Trevor. No, it's okay. You can go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say the same thing. I agree. And I, Rachel added some really great insights that um, I'd like to hear more from my group mates. Yeah. I absolutely agree with your points, Rachel. Um, and I would like to go back to it. I believe Zabneet has a point about that. However, I think we should start this conversation off with how we actually define families. Because stereotypically, we have usually defined families as a heteronormative couple, right? A heterosexual couple and, you know, maybe one or two, three kids. And usually it's a married couple. However, in the past few years, according to theconversation.com, um, we've expanded that definition. And research has identified the need to attend to extended families. And this doesn't just include people from the LGBTQ to as families, but this also goes for adopted families, multi-generational families, and um, basically non-traditional family forms. Uh, yeah, this stuff families. Really, with um, how families are so diverse, and in not recognizing that in the early learning environment, it would just be such a disadvantage to us as educators and student researchers because we're missing out on so much if we're not able to identify and cater to the unique families that and children that are in the center. And I guess that starts with becoming educated and learning more about it and having conversations about what you said, like the broad definition of family, Shanze. And I know, Caitlin, you did some research about um, the concept too. So would you elaborate on that for us? Yeah. So um, in my research, I found um, like in the, especially in the last few years, um, the definition of families has brought and we're including, like Shanze said, like members of not only the LGBTQ community, but like adoptive families and even um, what we consider to be like a legal guardian. So not necessarily the child's parent, but the person who is technically legally responsible for them, but that's still their family. So, and even with working with children, children are, uh, they're going to be curious and they're going to ask questions. And I think it's important that as educators, we're open we have open minds and we're open to discussing with children about the different family structures because um, like during pick up and drop off, a child might notice a same sex couple coming in every day to pick up and drop off their child. And they might be curious about that. And I don't think it would be like right for us to like shut down those questions or not engage in that type of discussion because we want to be inclusive and respect the diversity of all the families that we're catering to and that we're serving in our early learning centers. And, um, I agree. I would like to add one example to this. Yeah, I found it's important to include here. Like, uh, I would like to talk about India. Like in India, um, 
at one spot I found that in a school that there was so much discrimination between the different caste people and the students who used were like from the lower caste. Um, so you know they were uh, sometimes uh, physically punished with the uh, by the teachers and like they were not given as important as other children's. So due to which some of the children literally just suicide. So that was very painful uh, news that I've heard. And um, yeah, so that's the main reason. Like we have to respect each and every student, uh, the children in a classroom. We have to treat equally and make good relationship with the children as well as family. Apart from the, their background, apart from where they are coming. So part, building a partnership with the children and family is very important. We can save the child's life and we can help in overall development of a child. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Like um, we should be building respectful relationships with families and children and like not judging them based on their background or thinking of a family as less compared to another family just because of like cultural differences or anything like that. I think yeah, yeah. we need to be like more aware of um, what we're doing and how inclusive we actually are in our early learning centers and in our practice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. And it's really sad to hear stories like that where um, inclusion can cause harm. And yeah, I think there's. it's important to talk about other parts of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think it's important. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead, please. Yeah, I was just gonna say, I think it's important to even think about um, like the negatives and not just talk about the positives and how we're gonna be inclusive and all that. But I think it's important to acknowledge um, like what happens when an environment isn't inclusive and how that can affect not only the children, but the families as well. And like that whole negative experience and how it can have lasting effects on the children too. Right. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't focus on. Yeah, I think it's important to like weigh both sides and like make people aware of not only the positives, but the negatives and how like it's going to like have it can have long term effects on the children and the families, too. Exactly. Mm, yep. So what do you think, guys? How can we build a stronger relationship with the families and the children? Do you have any idea about that? Yeah, so right off the bat, invite parents and families to be involved. Um, meeting together, um, and if you are unable to meet together, sharing emails or using applications such as Seesaw. I know now during the pandemic, it's really hard for families to be included in the environment because of the restrictions. But using technologies um, to invite parents and asking them to share or contribute objects from their home in their first language uh, or different foods, I think that's a really great place to start. Uh, exactly. Uh, uh, we can just organize some activities in which we can include different families and the children together where they can come and like share their views 
about their culture, uh, teachings and ceremonies. So this will be a good example uh, to bring a diverse culture in a class as well as it will be helpful for creating a relationship also. So that the families as well as the children, they will feel the sense of belonging, uh, well-being, and they will get engaged and express themselves. Yeah. That idea of the activities too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Did anyone have anything to add? Actually, oh, yeah. So I just thought of this. Um, I think, Natalie, you mentioned earlier that in um, early learning centers, to be like uh, inclusive, we can like even just learn like a few different words in other cultures' languages. And I remember when um, I was in elementary school in um, my, I think it was my grade one classroom, we had um, a few posters on the walls of um, different ways to say uh, hello and goodbye in different languages. And um, those languages were specific to like the other children in my class. So every language that was up there was um, the first language of another child in the class. And I just thought that could be like, a really good thing to include as well. Yeah, I think that's really great. Exactly. Being able to learn a couple greetings and words, it just makes children culturally aware. Um, and that'll help in creating an inclusive environment in families too, because then when children do inevitably um, experience differences, whichever they may be, instead of being afraid and taken aback, they'll like you, Caitlin, they'll have understood a couple of different words and just that little little thing can, I'm sure, do so much to help. Yeah, it's a really small thing, but I think it can also be like a great introduction on um, like conversations about like uh, diver diversity and everything. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and one thing more. Yeah, go on, Shansi. Oh, say something. It's just quiet on her end. Yeah. Shansi, go oh, ahead. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I started to hear you now. It's so quiet. I kept trying to speak in between. Okay. Um. Anyway. Oh, so basically, I. It's all right. So basically, Caitlin, I agree with your point. Um. I think that was a really nice idea that your teacher had back in the day. But basically, I agree uh, with your point that this can be done in actually quite simple ways. You know, you can make a child feel included, like they belong, and this can be seen in the way you even speak to the child. So for example, if it's like the end of the day and you're um, taking, you're sending like a notice to each child in the room, instead of saying, okay, show this to mommy and daddy or show this to your parents, um, the educator can say, show this to your adults. So I think that's like a really good example of how we can, it literally just includes everyone in the picture, right? Your adults instead of your mom. Kid might not have a mom, the kid might have two moms, you know? Kid might not even have parents, maybe just have an adult. So I think. Exactly. Right. And just mm -hmm. using I the word family instead of parents would be a great alternative. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's yeah, a really Rachel good point, Sanze, to like just be aware of the language that we're using too. I'm going to share something about in Vietnam. Uh, so my nephew is going to a child care in Vietnam. So um, the child care uh, provides uh, the access to their camera uh, inside the classroom. And then they have an application, which uh, I think is kind of like a daily children's re report so that parents could uh, know what uh, the child um, 
it today or uh, how the child uh, spends a day in the child care so that family maybe can have um, a talk with um, the child at the end of the day or something like that? Yeah, I think it's a good idea. <laughs> Having a cameras in the class so parents don't have to worry about them, right? Yeah, yeah and like even the educators uh, are using the social media, so like they chat with my sister a lot, like whenever they have uh, some problem or my sister has any problem with that, they, get, they can text the, the educators like right away. So it's good. It's good. So, like this way, it's very good opportunity for us, like, to connect with the families and build a relationship with them, right? Yeah, it's sure. beneficial for everything for us, the families, like just mm -hmm. being able to build report and do so yeah. in a way that is respective um, oh. and inclusive is something that's so important. Oh, sorry. sorry. Oh, that's okay. I was just going to ask oh. uh, Japanese after your point, if she could close okay, us sure. off. So okay. 30 minute more. Oh, uh, I was just going to share that, um, uh, you know, in my culture, um, sometimes, uh, you know, like parents uh, respect uh, educators. So, sometimes like they don't uh, question or suggest or share information with teachers or educators they just like they all they have their way so we're just gonna respect that so i think that as an early childhood educator here um we should um let parents know that they can share information with us and they can contribute to the planning process or something like that like you know let they so that uh, they could uh, feel more uh, comfortable to share with us. Uh, we can be explicit uh, about the kind of involvement that we expect and welcome family. Um, but we also honor the limits uh, family may want to maintain. Yeah, I think that's one thing uh, that could be outstanding. Exactly. So I just want to add one point about the refugee families. So I think uh, when they come, like they don't know the English too much. So for them, we have uh, uh, some resources in a photography. So we can recommend them those resources and try to uh, have some uh, like words in a language that is familiar to them so that they can feel welcomed. So this can be the another thing that we can do for building relationship. Yeah. So, do anyone want to say anything, or should I conclude? Yeah, I can just. Yeah. Can yeah. you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I liked both of your points about honoring diversity. Back to Caitlin's point about how she teacher had um, different languages written for goodbye and hello. One of the points I have written down is that we could offer a dialect, um, excuse me, a diverse selection of books. So not only would these books have the topic of diversity and maybe subtle ways, um, for example, uh, basically, um, it could be about the topic of diversity and it could either be books in different languages, like the first language of the children specific to that classroom. And yes, and besides this, I also had the thought that maybe there could be like a monthly movie night, movie day or something like this and yeah. a movie relating to the topic about diversity or I was thinking about a different language too but children most probably can't keep up with English subtitles yet 
So a movie such as Zootopia, you know, I think that's a movie that really covers the topic of diversity very well. That could be shown to the class and then a discussion can be formed about what they thought about it and how they could apply that to their real life aspects. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Like there's really subtle things that um, we can add in classrooms about the topic of di diversity, like books or something that's so simple that we can like set up in the book area and children are going to be naturally drawn to that area. So it's like a simple way to introduce them to the topic of diversity that's like not too complex or challenging for them to understand. I thought showing it in like something that they see on a daily basis to help bring it to them in a more natural way, like help normalize the concept a bit more. So yeah. Yeah, so it's not like um, just something that we're making a big deal out of. It's just something we're incorporating into their daily lives because it is just a normal thing. Exactly. That's the intention. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Thank you. Um, yeah. Yeah, so with this, um, I think I should conclude, if you agree. Yeah, yeah sure, go yeah. ahead. So all in nutshell, we all want to conclude by saying that partnering with a family is very important as a partnership helps early learning, uh, early childhood educators to trail their service around the specific needs of the child in their care. Parents are experts on their children and through positive communication with parents, the educator can gather all sorts of information that would otherwise not have been available to them. So this is the main reason why we need partnership with the families, children. Yeah, so that's all. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Japanese. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for facilitating. For everybody for all the research um, and for being part of this project. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.